Friday to you. This is the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five things you should know about. We've got a great list as we are wrapping up the first week of AEP 2023. So let's get started, shall we? Number one, late last week, the Department of Health and Human Services announced they would be renewing the COVID-19 public health emergency for an additional 90 days. Not surprising news considering that the administration has previously and repeatedly pledged that they will give 60 days notice prior to the termination of the public health emergency. And that's because there are multiple benefits tied to the PHE that require time to sort out. That includes COVID-19 testing, treatments, and vaccines, Medicaid coverage and federal match rates, Medicaid, CHIP, Medicare, and other private insurance coverage flexibilities, to name a few. This renewal will carry us through the winter months when experts are expecting cases to increase as we all move indoors. More recently, I've been seeing early 2023 as the time frame when the PHE will expire. Whether that means in January or in April, that is yet to be determined. What we do know is that they've already dubbed the coming event the Great Unwinding. And in April 2021, the Kaiser Family Foundation estimated that between 5.3 million and 14.2 million people could potentially lose their Medicaid coverage when the PHE ends. And yes, it is a bit soon to be thinking of that right now, but there is definitely going to be an opportunity during that time frame for agents to help those individuals who are transferring from being eligible for Medicaid to some other type of insurance coverage. Just something to keep in mind. Number two, also COVID-19 related, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention just updated their guidance on who can receive the updated booster vaccines. Both Pfizer and Moderna recently produced updated bivalent vaccines that added the Omicron BA4 and BA5 spike proteins to their current booster vaccine formulas. Both vaccines have just received FDA authorization that expand the age groups eligible to receive them. So first, the bivalent vaccine from Moderna has been approved for kids and teens ages 6 through 17. And then the bivalent vaccine from Pfizer-BioNTech for children ages 5 through 11. This news makes me very happy as we have just made it through the first cold of the school year, and I have no doubt that there will be more. There are always more. We will be linking to the official CDC press release if you'd like to share that with your clients, either on social media or via newsletter. Number three. Late Friday night last week, the Biden administration released the beta version of their student loan debt forgiveness application. That application is for the $10,000 to $20,000 one-time debt cancellation for student loans held with the Department of Education. The government is offering up to $10,000 debt cancellation for non-Pell Grant recipients 
and up to $20,000 for those who received Pell Grants to fund their education. The site is allowing users to submit their applications, and it is a very quick process. I think on the application, it gives a time frame of five minutes. It was more like two minutes for me to complete the required information. Upon submitting that info, you will get a confirmation email that tells you that your application will be reviewed. They will contact you if they need more information, and they'll keep you updated through the process. Probably important to note as well, you will either hear from the Department of Education or your loan servicer. Other than that, if someone is contacting you about loan forgiveness, requesting information, asking for personal information or account passwords, you can assume that that is a scam. The announcement of the launch comes at a time when federal student loan repayments are still on pause thanks to pandemic legislation. That pause is set to end on December 31st, 2022. And then beginning in January 2023, payments are set to begin again. Officials are urging those who have paused their payments to fill out the application by November for a seamless experience of non-payment or to begin repayment with a reduced rate. Number four, inflation has an effect on basically everything that is money-related, as we've been seeing lately. It's just a question of when it comes into play. The latest inflation-related changes come from the Internal Revenue Services, but these changes aren't necessarily a bad thing. Beginning in 1985, federal tax brackets began adjusting for inflation so that people would not be pushed into higher tax brackets because of inflation. That would be, for lack of a better term, adding insult to injury, and that is what happened in the early 80s, hence the rule in 1985. On Wednesday this week, the IRS announced adjustments to income tax brackets as well as credits and deductions for the 2023 tax year. I do want to point out that for those on Social Security, the income levels that decide whether or not taxes are paid on that income no adjustment was made to those income levels. So that 8.7% cost of living adjustment might push some beneficiaries into the next taxable bracket from where they were in 2022. Something to keep in mind. Now, for the lower end of the tax brackets, we'll start with married filing joint returns or surviving spouses the cutoff for the first tax bracket is $20,550 in 2022. That cutoff will rise to $22,000 in 2023. For single individuals or those married filing as single, this year's threshold is $10,275, while next year's cutoff will be $11,000. And then, of course, as those brackets go up in income level, so do the increases from 2022 to 2023. For example, the highest tax bracket applies to income over $647,850 for those who are married filing joint returns in 2022. That number will be $693,900 for 2023. 
Now, rather than rehash all of those tax brackets from the tables here, we will have a link to that info in our notes, so be sure to check that out. A couple of other items I would like to highlight, though. The standard deduction that most of us take when filing our taxes rather than itemized deductions. For 2022, it is $25,900 for married couples filing a joint return. That will increase to $27,700 in 2023. For couples filing as single and single individuals, this year's standard deduction is $12,950. You'll be looking at a $13,850 standard deduction for 2023. For those who are age 65 and older, this year, their standard deduction is $1,400. In 2023, that will be $1,500 per person. And then for seniors who are not married, this year's $1,750 deduction will rise to $1,850 next year. The last thing I will mention, inflation also means an increase when transferring wealth. So gifting is capped at $16,000 per person in 2022 without worrying about taxes. That amount increases to $17,000 per person in 2023. Again, we will be linking to a few articles and tables on those changes so you can see the tax brackets broken out. And you can share those with your clients and just be aware of those changes as you're planning for 2023. Number five, on Tuesday this week, Apple quietly announced their new iPad lineup. Both the new iPads and iPad Pros have ditched the lightning port charging system, opting for a USB-C or what Apple likes to call USB-C compatibility in the Thunderbolt port. For the iPad lineup, we've got a whole new look that mimics the iPad Pro design. That means no more home button, so we get a little more screen real estate back. And also updated, the 10th generation sports a liquid retina display. If you like using an Apple Pencil with your iPad, you can still use that first generation Apple Pencil, but you will need to get a Lightning to USB-C dongle since the Lightning port has been replaced. Now, with all these updates also comes a larger price tag. The price of the new 10th generation iPad is set at $449 compared to last year's 9th generation, which is still available for $329. I'm not going to say that I'm not curious about trading in my 9th gen for the newest base model, but I also don't know that I feel compelled to do so. The new iPad OS 16 comes out on Monday, October 24th, and that's an update that I'm looking forward to, especially the Freeform app, and that is a whiteboard planning app that is just for the iPad. The iPad OS 16 update will be available for fifth generation and later iPads and iPad minis, third generation and later iPad Air, and all iPad Pro models. Rupel recommends. Not really a recommendation, more like looking for participation. 
So we unveiled the Monday motivation this week, and we are looking for more participants, insurance agents, agency owners. In short, we want you. What motivates you? How did you get into the field? Why did you stay? What keeps you going? We would like to know, and whether you would like to be interviewed or share a snippet via voicemail, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out via email at asgpodcast at ridderim.com or give us a call at 1-717-562-7211. And of course, if you have questions about a certain topic or want us to cover something, you can use those modes of communication as well. The Agent Survival Guide is your survival guide, and we would like to feature more of you, so get in touch. That being said, I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, script editing by Tina Lamaru, artwork by Vivian Zhao. 